Hi, welcome back. Uh, episode 34. I'd like to dedicate this episode to Mark Fine, who is the one that keeps emailing me and encouraging me. Do another one. I know. I've been spotty. So I should be more consistent. I hope my microphone's working. I've been having some troubles. I was going to go without headphones tonight because I'm like, why do I need to wear headphones? I'm by myself. And then my microphone looked like it was acting weird. So I was like, I guess I need headphones to hear if I can hear myself. Well, if I can't, I'm sure you guys will tell me. It looks like it's working. Anyway, uh, I haven't been real consistent with these. I apologize. Uh, and I appreciate those of you that message me when I don't do it. Uh, as I said in the last one, there's uh, been some loss in my family, so I was already struggling to know whether, you know, if I had enough to talk about or what, what, what would even be worth listening to. Um, and I don't know, it's just weird. I don't know. I'm, probably always harder to lose it's hard to lose people but I don't know if it's harder uh, right before the holidays I'm uh, taping this on Thanksgiving I'm home I'm home now I was with my family earlier uh, just kind of a small gathering at my brother's house and my mom was there and uh she kind of left abruptly in tears because she was missing my stepdad and um I don't know it's just weird it's just sad uh I don't know it's uh I have found myself. I mean, I was already somebody who wasn't really trying to connect on a deep level with people of the opposite sex. Although, even though I say that, once there's somebody I like, all of a sudden I'm desperately trying to connect on a deep level, which makes it very confusing for them. But I have found it uh, recently That I've really been just looking for, I guess, just um, moments of connection rather than people that I would build like a life, not I want to say lifelong, but an extended connection with. something it's a, it's a very tricky thing I, I think because I I I think uh, I feel like I'm putting myself more at risk to get close to people who then I might end up feeling hurt by 
So then I would tend to go more towards people where I'm like, this is just going to feel good in the moment. This is going to be an exciting thing in the moment. This is going to be fun. And I don't just mean like sexually, but even just how how I spend my life, the interactions I make with people. I guess it's more terrifying to have people that you make like a deep connection with and they're like, well, then there's more of a loss if they leave. I don't, I sometimes feel really bad about myself and think like, oh, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with the fact that I don't, that I like to spend a lot of time alone or that I don't have people, a lot more people closer to me in my life. But the older I get, the more I think, um, maybe that's not, I mean, you just got to accept who you are, I guess. I don't, not everybody has to go through the same experience. Not everybody has to, oh, you get married. Oh, you have kids. Oh, you go. Maybe just meeting a lot of people in my life and having a lot of different connections and a lot of different interactions. It gets into a lot of different people's personalities. And I think there might be a positive to that because then the more people I get to know, maybe I get to know like so many different personalities that I'm like, wow, everybody, there's not one reality. It's like everybody has their own reality that they're living in. And there's some people who maybe I meet them and I don't agree with what their reality is, but it doesn't mean like their reality is bad or my reality is bad. It's just that's what we're living with. And it's also, it kind of depends on, I guess, what you're going through at that point in your life is going to be your reality. Right now, my reality is grief. But that wasn't the case six months ago or a year ago. Um, I think it just makes, maybe it makes me hopefully a little more open to maybe having more empathy for people when you meet them. And you, I might not agree with what I think they're doing, but maybe I don't know what they're going through at the time. I feel like I say this on every podcast that I do, but <laughs> I always want to just say, I'm not sure where I'm going with this because I'm not. Um, I, I haven't, I sometimes have like really, really vivid dreams. And I haven't had them in a few weeks, and I think it's because I've also kind of been drinking more and just 
passing out and going to sleep. And last night I didn't, and I went to bed pretty sober, and then I had, like, really intense dreams. Like, dreams that were so intense that I woke up just exhausted. I was like, I was so tired, I couldn't get out of bed. Like, it felt like it's, it took so much energy out of me in the dreams that I was, like, the whole day today, I was just exhausted. And all of my dreams were just that. It was pretty much one huge long dream, but I feel like it gets cut up and like you only remember certain parts and you can't remember the whole thing. And then there's random characters that come in. I remember hearing one time on Joe Rogan's podcast, and you know, excuse me if you don't like Joe Rogan, he's very controversial. Some people hate him. I happen to like him. But I heard a long time ago where he was talking about dreams. And he was saying, I don't know where he got it from, if it's his idea, I don't know. Of this idea of like that you live, kind of live another life in your dreams. Like you're existing somewhere else while you sleep. And it sounds weird, but then there's sometimes I have dreams where I'm like, I think that might be true. <laughs> Only one of the reasons is just from waking up so exhausted that I was like, my brain was working really fucking hard in that dream last night because I am so tired. And last night my dream was just like that I was, I had to die for some reason. There was something wrong with my body and I had to die, which I think is connected to the way my stepdad went away, that I had to die. And the way I was going to die was that I had to go to the hospital and because I was just there was no way for them to save me it was that they were going to have to give me a shot and then I would die. But I knew I was going to die and I was still hanging out with family members and friends and then I had to go individually tell people, hey, I have to go to the hospital tonight. I have to die. And in my dream, I was trying so hard to like understand death and I was trying to figure it out and I had to tell people, and then I was trying to pick which people to tell. A couple of the people I picked were like random people. When I woke up, I was just like, well, why did I have to tell my old boss from El Cholo that I was gonna die? But apparently it was very important in the dream that I contact him and tell him. And at the same time that I'm having to tell all these people that I was gonna die, I, in the dream, I was trying to figure out what happens when you die. And I was so, like, in the dream, having so much anxiety and all this paranoia and wanting to, like, talk to somebody that was already dead and be like, what happens when you die? Where do you go when you die? What happens? And then at the same time in the dream, just, like, so sad because I was like, I don't want to die. I don't know if anybody else has dreams like this. If you do, reach out to me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one, but uh, and then in the end, I ended up fighting with some dog. It started out as a dog I know, one of my neighbor's dogs. It's a very big pit bull, and I'm not a big fan of dogs especially the big ones that jump all over me, molest me. Um, 
and I was fighting with this dog, but it became like a very vicious fight. And the dog was like biting me and I was fighting him back. And then finally he just sort of like turned into like a very empath empathetic, empath empathetic, sympathetic uh, dog that was like looking at, it was still a big dog, but he changed, like his color changed from like gray to black and he kind of took a different form of a dog. And then just looked at me and was just like, you know you're not doing good. Stop drinking so much. Like this dog was like giving me like life advice or something. It's just the whole thing was fucking weird. I mean, I think there's something a little strange when a dog is giving you advice in your dreams. And the dog is right. I'm in a weird place because I don't, I don't like go out and party. I don't like sit and pound alcohol. But I definitely have a hard time going to bed at night without like having a few drinks, oh, sitting and completely zoning out to some mindless, not mindless. I don't watch like dumb reality shows. Sorry if you like reality shows, they're not all dumb. But I definitely have a very hard time going to bed thinking. So I think I try and kind of like numb myself like right before I go to bed. And that probably makes me an alcoholic. But I don't think I have the, I don't have any desire where I'm like, I need to be like drunk all the time or something. It's definitely become something of like right before I go to bed. I'm just, I'm just like, I need to be numb right now. The rest of the day, present. Mm, no desire to be loopy at 3 p.m. or something. Like I'm just, there's just something about, and I think it's something about laying down. Maybe it's with age. There's something about laying down in my bed. At my age, I'm by myself. Maybe that's like the most lonely time for a woman. I'm not even gonna say a woman, for a person by themselves, I think is maybe the bedtime. But I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the dog was right and I just really have a problem. <laughs> I just don't know why it would be a dog that would be giving me this in, uh, advice in a dream. I think it's just that it takes a long time to process a lot of stuff and it's only been a month since my stepdad passed away and he was too young to pass away. And when you go to a grave site, it's just, it's, it's almost like you feel like you're in a, I feel like I'm going to try and say I instead of you. I always want to say you feel like, like you guys are the ones that are feeling it. I feel like there's moments in life where I feel like I'm in a movie. Like I'm like, where's the cameras that are filming us? Cause, and I think it's situations where I've only see this, seen this happen in a movie. I think as humans, we live 
so much through entertainment and that's why I can cry listening to a song or I can sob watching a movie or a TV show because I'm just living through what I'm watching. Watch a really sad movie, people sobbing at a gravesite, and you're like, oh, this is a sad movie. And then when it actually happens, it's so hard for your, my own brain to comprehend the complete sadness that I start to feel like I'm outside my body, like watching it as if I'm watching a movie. That's so hard to comprehend being at, at a gravesite and seeing somebody I've known since I was born pretty much. I know he was my stepdad, but I, I knew him since I was born. Longer story that I could tell you right now. But uh, anyway, he was, he was a friend of the family already. Um, and then just seeing somebody. And and again, at one month before that, I was at my grandmother's site, which she was 94 when she died. So that made it was sad. It made a little more sense. You, like, you fucking nailed it. That's success. It's the equivalent to winning a couple of Super Bowls, right? You make it to 94, you won. You won at life. You Tom Brady'd this shit. Um, but even with her, going to a, a gravesite, and both of them had been cremated. So it's like twice within six weeks, I'm at a gravesite. Same cemetery, by the way, that they both had their plots at. And it, family, and it's two family members that I've spent my life with on a very consistent basis. And now they're there like in a box. And you're like, oh, this person I knew is like a box of ashes right now. It's just, I, I don't... I don't, know. I don't know. I wish I believed in, in heaven more. I'm not against it. I'm more of just the idea of like, I'm not sure what happens. I hope to God there's a heaven. I hope they're up there. As the Christians say, living a better life. Although I fucking think this life is pretty good, but what do I know? used to be better. It's a little harder now. On that note, my neighborhood is fucking terrifying right now. And I think this is adding to my tiredness. I've, I lived in New York for nine years. I grew up in Southern California, nicer neighborhood when I was a kid. Normal, whatever, middle class. Moved to New York in my 20s. Lived in New York City for nine years. People always said, is it scary? Is it scary? I'm like, no. Just pretty much anywhere you go in New York, there's always people around. I always feel comfortable if there's people. I'm like, if something starts to happen, there's a group of people, hopefully one of them will save me if something goes awry. I lived in New York. I moved back to Los Angeles, but moved back 
to actual L.A., which I hadn't lived in before. Studio said, eh? Used to be a pretty nice place. Um, a mile away from the Hollywood Bowl, I'm right next to Universal Studios. If I cross the street and go into the Hollywood Hills, it's, I could walk there. There's mansions, pretty much a nice neighborhood. In the last year, during COVID, the homelessness got worse, and I don't mind homeless people. If you can't afford to live somewhere, I fucking get it. I totally get it. I'll give you money. I will buy you food. I would, if I was rich, I'd be handing out bills all the time. But it turned into just fucking scary, crackhead, like scary people. I've never in my life, never in New York, never in L.A. until this past year actually been scared on the street during the day. I don't even want to go out after the sun goes out. I started carrying mace. It, I, I used to get home from comedy shows at like 11 o'clock or midnight and be like, I need a snack. And I have a 7-Eleven that's 200 feet away or something. It's on the corner. I'm not 100% accurate on the feet. I judge my feet by watching football and see how many yards they go. Oh, I should say yards. I'm sorry. <laughs> not feet. <laughs> yards. I know yards from football. I'm going to say it's 200 yards. A really good football player could run it in three seconds. I'm guessing. Oh. <laughs> Meters. Oh, fuck it. I'm fucking it all up. Anyway. Yards. Um, again, I've gone awry. My point is, I used to sometimes get home really late at night and be like, I'm totally good. I need a snack. I'm going to walk over to 7-Eleven and get some Doritos. Fuck no. I would not leave this place past 9 p.m. right now. But it's also happening a lot during the day. Every day, I walk to my gym, which is a mile away. I've never had so much anxiety on like a daily basis where I'm scared for my well-being. I'm scared for my life in a way. There's just so many people. I've, in the last three days, I've seen two guys walking down the street who you know are there's, a, there's like a huge homeless encampment, and it's a lot of meth. You can tell the ones that are homeless, you can tell they're not only homeless, but fucking crazy. I don't want to say crazy, but high or whatever they're whacked out on. I've seen people carrying bats. Two guys in the last three days I saw with a hammer. So I'm walking down the street, and they're swinging a hammer. One guy just kept knocking out every single parking meter. He just was walking down the street, knocking, like slamming the hammer. And I'm just a woman walking down the street. And I'm like, well, what if that guy decides that, uh, fuck these parking meters, I'm going to slam a woman in the head with this hammer. And it's just my anxiety. It's like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's just a weird place to be, to, to be scared in the daytime, to walk down the street and be like, who... Just always on guard. That kind of anxiety is that you shouldn't have that anxiety inside of you. Walking to the gym. 
it's become, I don't know. I don't know if it'll get better. I don't know if it'll get worse. Uh, oh, and then people were like, why don't you move? And like, move where? It's happening everywhere. I mean, I could move. I don't know where I'd move. Like I said, there's freaking mansions across the street. Not that I can afford those, but even if I had a lot of money, when we move to another state, I don't know. If anyone's listening in other states or other countries, uh, tell me your situation. <laughs> Do you have a lot of meth heads by you now too? Was this is this a a reaction to COVID? I feel like this is the biggest reaction to COVID. Because in 2020, I didn't really know anyone personally that, I mean, I know a lot of people died of COVID. I'm not trying to say they didn't. But it seems like in 2021, there's just been a lot, the aftermath, when, I shouldn't say aftermath, because I guess we're still in COVID. I don't really feel like we are, but whatever, some people do. Uh, I feel like the aftermath of it is a lot worse than when we first like locked down for COVID, if that makes sense. Because there's nothing anyone can do. There's no way to like, why don't they clean up the homeless? Like, what are they gonna do with it? Where are you gonna put these people? Unless you built fucking stadium size rehab, mental hospital, I don't know. And then I have moments where I just like, I'll see one of them and they just strike me and I want to help them so badly that it like makes me sad. Cause I'm like, I don't know, how can I help? I can buy you something, I guess. It's not going to help in the long run. Anyway, I diverted. What was I talking about? And then I went off on home on the second. What did I say about grief? Oh. Um. Oh, my dreams too. Oh. Well. I just. Uh, I guess the whole point is. I'm sorry that I haven't. Put out a podcast in so long. I always want to do it. I always want to talk. I always want to engage with people. I want to get the feedback, which I appreciate. People that give the feedback. And I, I feel like I just don't want to come on here every week and be like, ugh. This, uh, I have a lot of great moments in life. I think my biggest struggle is one of one of my biggest struggles is just every day. I just like think and pray like, please let me be safe. Must be my number one. Please let me be safe today. 
that didn't used to be my number one concern. <laughs> I used to be like, I need more money. I need to perform more. I need to be a better stand-up. I need to, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, it's like people that I've engaged with, I feel like I've like hugged people a lot harder. And just if I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, I'm not going to just take this conversation as like, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Like I really try and engage with people and be like, how are you? Like what is happening? What's going on? I try, I, I think I've always kind of lived in the moment, which I think can be a blessing but can also be a curse. Because living in the moment can be great. And being like, I just want to enjoy this moment, which can also mean like, I'm going to make decisions that might not be great because it's going to be fun in the moment, which always, doesn't always end up well. But can also be great because you can be like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just have this experience and enjoy this in the moment. And then it can be a curse because I have a hard time doing some long-term planning because sometimes deciding to go out in the moment and spend hundred bucks is not good for my long-term budget. So I don't know, it can be good and it can be bad, I guess. Yin and yang. I'm hoping 2022 is a lot better. And I'm not one of those people that usually like counts by years. Like, I think New Year's Eve is bullshit. I think it's such bullshit to be like, it's January 31st. Tomorrow, next year's gonna be amazing. And it's like, it's not the date that matters. It's like, it's just another day. Every morning, you just sort of wake up. Nothing really happens between January 31st. I mean, sorry, December 31st. Ah, fucked it up. December 31st and January 1st. This is not a change. I feel like there's so many people that think there's like this huge change in the world from like midnight to it's January. Meanwhile, the universe is like, yeah, we're still here. Still doing the same shit we've been doing all your life. And nothing has changed. Weirdo. Anyway. I'm going to try and go to bed tonight. Lucid again. Even though last night that gave me... Um, but it might be better to have those dreams. Rather than just go to bed like numb. Because clearly there was some shit working out in my head during that. It sucked that it stuck with me all day. But the fact that it did stick with me all day is maybe... Can you learn from your dreams? I don't know. What's going on in there? The amount of shit that comes out while I'm sleeping is like, what the fuck is happening in this skull? Like, I thought when you're sleeping, you're supposed to be resting. Meanwhile, my brain is on overtime. It's like playing seven Netflix shows at once. In every diff and I have, I have to star in each of them. I have a starring role in seven different movies. I'm spending all night jumping around, living out these movies. One of them, I'm fighting with a dog, and the other one, I'm dying, and the other one, uh, <laughs> was a meth addict trying to kill me with a hammer. I'm exhausted. 
Nobody should have that many starring roles between 1 a.m. and 9 a.m. I have been having a hard time getting up in the morning. That was the one thing that was good about COVID. It's the first time in my life that I went to bed at 9 p.m. because I had nothing else to do. And then I woke up every morning at 6 a.m. And when you wake up at 6 a.m., you're pretty motivated. You're like, I'm getting shit done. I had so much shit done by 9 a.m. Now it's 9 a.m. and I look at my clock and I'm like, okay, I'll only hit snooze twice. I promise. I'm like, who am I promising? Myself? <sighs> Luckily, I'm babysitting, so got to get out of bed. At least by 9.30. A three-year-old is saving my life. Hopefully I can save his from somebody with a hammer. All right. I did it. Thank you, Mark. Fine. So I'll try and have some more positive, positive thoughts. Hopefully. I don't even know. I don't know how to improve a situation. I don't know how. I've been hearing of more people dying from fucking fentanyl. Ugh. Be safe. Be safe, guys. Maybe stick with some mushrooms, weed. Now I'm fucking terrified of everything. Like, what if they start putting it in the pot cookies? I don't know. I'm not going to say stick with alcohol, because that's probably killed more people than anything else, but whatever. Be safe. I love you. Hearts. Hopefully I'll see you in another week, and it won't take me 17 days again to do another podcast. Prayers. Thank you.